Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. I am joined today by Tina from Yoga Attic, and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Tina has turned her home into one of the most incredible and idyllic retreats where she welcomes people to build deeper connections with themselves and with each other. Yoga Attic is truly this magical space so unique in anything I have ever experienced. And Tina is right at the heart. She is one of the most warm and giving souls I have ever met. Her deep passion and brave authenticity constantly inspire me. She is truly a visionary who is making waves in this Ottawa community in rethinking yoga, community, and business. I am so glad to have her with us today. Welcome, Tina. Wow, wow, wow. What an intro. It's all so true. (laughs) I would love if you wanted to just speak for a few moments about kind of you and Yoga Attic and um, what's kind of brought you to where you are right now in your life. It it's so funny because I often don't know where to start. Absolutely. When when people ask that question, I never thought this would be my life. Like there's no part of me who ever I never thought of being a yoga teacher. I I guess I thought of being an entrepreneur before, but I never thought it would look like this. And yeah, it was just not my plan. I had a, a job that I enjoyed. Uh, I worked for 10 years in a very traditional corporate job. And there was a point in my life where I hit a wall. And it was so clear to me that I needed to do something for myself and to reconnect to myself and my partner co-owned a yoga studio they had a yoga teacher training that started that week with one spot left and without putting any thought into it I decided to grab that spot and sign up for me it was a way of just committing one full weekend a month for nine months to myself with no plan and that was so out of character for me because I love to think about what's the next move, what should I do? And it was totally unplanned. It was just a thought that came and I jumped in. And what happened is I dived into the experience and I connected to it at every level because I had no expectations. And through that process, I connected to a community that was diverse and that I absolutely loved. And it allowed me to reconnect with different parts of myself that I had maybe put aside for a while. And those moments when that happened are, are so magical. You, you can get so clear, it, it can be creative moments. It, I'm, I'm very much of a creative person and I just started on thinking, what is this feeling? And I kept thinking about that and it was so clear that it was connection. And for our teacher training, we had to write a final project and I decided to write about this, write about that feeling of connection and maybe how we could foster it. It was a pure brainstorm creative project and I had no intention of doing anything with it. And through that, I played with the sense of home. And it brought me back to an idea I had for a long time. It was like a a little dream in the back of my head of one day maybe opening a traditional bed and breakfast because in a previous job I had visited many of them uh, quite often. I had a job where I lived in hotels for a big part of the year and that part 
of the job did not connect to me at all. So staying in traditional bed and breakfast gave me a sense of home that I was longing. And I always had this vision that maybe I could live a life that was simple like that. Well, welcoming people in my home, creating food that was that would warm people's hearts and and maybe stepping in more of a slower, more raw, simple kind of life. But like anyone else who has those types of dreams, I, I didn't think it was happening. I was just in my regular job life. And then when I was doing that brainstorm for my final project of my teacher training, the ideas were flowing and I was like, maybe I could take that feeling of connection that we often feel at the end of a class or when we're surrounded by a community that we love or we feel so comfortable in and extend that in an experience that would give people that feeling. I was thinking warm teas, like comfy socks around the fire, Warm meals, people that don't know each other, having meals together following the practice. Really bringing back to the basics, things that make us feel good. And using the yoga as a tool that could foster that feeling, but making it less about the physical practice. So I, I wrote that down. In the January of 2017, at that point, I had... DIY'd a tiny space on top of our garage that could fit six people comfortably, 10 squeezed in. <laughs> <laughs> and I announced our first event. We started with yoga and brunch and um, a Friday night event. And slowly, and I, I really want to put emphasis on that, it was not like full force, everyone signed up slowly people started to come and then I wanted to offer them an amazing experience no matter how pe how many people were there and then those people brought their friends and this is three years in now and it has become a, a real community that I feel so proud of Thank you so much for for sharing this story I am um, I really loved listening to it because I've heard you tell the story many times before, but um, I loved all the details this time, and I hadn't heard that part about the bed and breakfast and this idea of um, the warmth and the warm tea and the cozy socks and the warming foods. And the entire time you were talking about your vision and what you created, I was just like, yeah, it is all of those things. Like you've totally realized this vision and it really has taken on a life of its own. Mm. And I am... Um, I'd love for you actually just to like, just to tell us a tiny bit more for anyone who's never been to Yoga Attic or who is kind of picturing it in their mind because you set, you kind of painted the scene of starting with this kind of DIY little over top of the garage and it's evolved from there. And yes. now, now you, you actually did a huge renovation to create space for, for more. And so what does like a typical yoga attic experience look like if someone is coming, let's say for yoga and brunch? Yes. So, um, the DIY space, um, got moved to the attic of our home, which did not exist two years ago. It was really, we added another floor to our house, <laughs> When I think of that, it makes me laugh because it's, it sounds crazy and I can't believe we actually did that. At first, it's so funny, when I started doing the events, the retreats, I often questioned, um, should I showcase this as my home? Okay. Will, will that feel intrusive to people? At first, I was really like, I, I wanted people not to, I wanted people to see it as a real studio, as a real retreat space, but that was also in our home. So when people walk in, and first of all, I think the experience starts at the driveway because we have this magical long driveway in the fall, especially, I think it's something else where it's so you're surrounded by long trees and 
making your way to the home is, I think, very special. It is. It's like you go down the driveway and it's a deep, a deep breath. Like, I have arrived somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so then you make your way into our home. You don't knock. You walk in and we will make sure there is calm music playing. Probably a small candle at the entrance. You will smell food in the oven. And I will probably walk up to you and give you a warm hug. Even if I don't know you, I want everyone, the minute they walk into the door, to feel at ease, at home, and to offer this feeling of comfort. And then you probably go and make yourself a tea, sit in the living room. There's probably a fire going. And once everyone is there, we go up in the attic. And before we start any event, even whether there is five people or 20, we, everyone takes the time to introduce themselves. And we usually like to step away from the small talk. So if it's a yoga and brunch on a Sunday, I will ask people not to talk about work and maybe to mention something that they're grateful for that does not involve their family, just to get people to talk about something deeper, to really dive into themselves. When it's a yoga brunch in business, we want to create an open space where people can take the time to share what they do because as business people we need to do that but we often don't want to take too much space or things like that so to really foster this sense of collaboration I think it's so important that everyone takes the time to share all the great things that they're working on and then we do a yoga practice and if I am teaching, I like my classes to be creative, a bit unstructured. I like strong movements, but I also love restoration. So it's often a mix of yin and yang with blankets, comfy pillows, and beautiful views around that surround the attic. Gorgeous, huge <laughs> windows, yeah. <laughs> And in the fall, we open those windows to feel the breeze. So uh, for people who have never been, I, I believe or I like to believe that it's like you feel like you're in nature. You're so close to it. And then um, for yoga and brunch, we follow with a meal. It is all, well, we try to have as much seasonal, seasonal food as we can. Everything is made from scratch. And it is meals that will hopefully warm your heart. You see the small attention to detail. Uh, there is an abundance of food. I want people to show up and to give them the permission to indulge and to treat themselves and to nourish their bodies with amazing ingredients and to feel taken care of. I, I hope that people come and yoga attic is a place where they can take time for themselves and really come back to this idea of connection but really feel cared for so what a beautiful description i uh, i just so wholeheartedly agree with kind of all of these these sentiments and these kind of it really shines through this this attention to detail and, and what always kind of I really think about with you is and your business and the yoga attic is just there is so much attention to detail and intention behind everything that you do and it it really comes from this place of of not just a desire to help others connect but it's clear that this journey that you've been walking with Yoga Attic and with yourself has been guided by a really deep connection with yourself and your values. I'd love for you to share a little bit about some of the kind of biggest values that guide Yoga Attic and some of, you know, as you look to the horizon, as you look to what's next, like what are you holding close in your heart as the things that are so foundational and important, not just to Yoga Attic, but 
um, to you and to your family and your home. Mm. Yes. Any business in your home cannot be just a business. Uh, when I first started, people kept asking me, how do you feel having strangers walk into your home? Is that intrusive? Like, is there, do you feel uncomfortable sometimes? And the answer is no. If you open your door to people, like in yoga, we often talk about this sense of openness. Well, this is exactly what it is. If you open your heart, and in this case, open your home to people, amazing people will show up. And that's what it will attract. It will attract real experiences, it will attract beautiful conversations and people who are looking for those exact things. And you mentioned the attention to detail. Like I, I did a, another type of interview with someone who was not in the yoga community last year and it was in our home and I, have, I often create these beautiful mandalas. Mm. So with things from nature and it takes me forever to do those like a, probably at least an hour of just like playing with how to place them and for me it's it's a time of meditation when I create them but it's also giving people that little wow factor that oh my god this is so beautiful special and maybe a tool to help people relax or reflect and reconnect while they are there and the man I was talking to was like wow everyone is doing things automated and you think it is important to spend an hour creating that yeah and I was like yes that is exactly that because if you really want to create that sense of home that sense of connection it is the opposite of automation It is taking time. What we offer is not moving fast. What we offer is listening. So those values are so important to me. I imagine Yoga Attic as stepping back to those times where maybe we didn't have phones and where we could take all the time in the world to visit our friends and or at least for those few hours, that's what I want people to feel and to reconnect to. The values of the business are so important to me. Giving people space, giving people the, the permission to show up as they are, whether they are in the happiest time of their lives or if they're struggling. I hope this space is accessible to people in all the ways. And that also reflects on the people I work with. This space, I talked about of like the idea behind it, but I think the success we had over the past few years is greatly owed to the people I worked with. Absolutely. And it was through collaborations, through friendships that have grown, other people that had great ideas, great offerings they wanted to bring to the table and open, opening this space and working with these people is really what made this space what it was, what it is. And um, for me, when I work with someone, there is no rules. I want people to show up and to be completely themselves in their offering. And if they can do that and if they have the space to do that, I think that is where you will create an amazing experience and where the ideas will flow. And that's when people will leave happy. And also that is when you will work with those people again. And I, I, I want that to be reflected in the offering, but also in how we split fi the financials of those collaborations. We don't talk about that often, but I think it is important for people who work together that both parts feel valued. Mm 
and that is how you will have a good experience overall yeah oh there's just such a sense that you are so committed to nourishing every aspect of your business nourishing the collaborations um, nourishing the people that show up the space the ideas that come and you really have created something you know in the introduction I said it's like unlike anywhere that I've been before and it really is and I think it's unlike anywhere I've been before for a few reasons like it's this intention that you are bringing to to the details this like incredible space that you've created it almost feels like you're walking into like you know picture like one of the most dreamy like five-star wellness resorts you know and you're walking in but it's it's like right outside Ottawa it's in this this small um you know it's small it's intimate um and it you feel so cared for and it's clear that that is just such a huge value of yours and I'd love to tap in you were starting to kind of bring us towards um kind of business and and what it's like to collaborate with people some of the aspects that don't get talked about all the time so at yoga attic you run what i think is the best business event in the city (laughs) um yoga business brunch happens once a month it is my all-time favorite event to go to and the reason for that is because it is it's really unique in the sense that everyone is showing up in their sweats and their yoga pants, you know, uh, often without makeup on. It's bright and early in the morning. Everyone, and I think there's an intimacy to that, yes. to people showing up exactly as they are, that kind of builds connection right from the beginning. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs and in business, we can get kind of caught up in, or it's easy to get caught up in, in kind of a persona or, or, or presenting ourselves as really polished. Mm-hmm. And so I find with Yoga Business Brunch, it's an invitation to show up raw. And yes. you feel that from the beginning. And it's an invitation to talk about what's going well, but also to talk about what you're struggling with. And for people to really tap into their hearts and to admit the things that are that they're scared of or admit the things that they are having trouble with and to feel that support and that connection in this really beautiful community environment um so it's it's my favorite I love it so much I recommend it to literally I love having you yeah it's so much fun um but uh but what is it like like you can chat about yoga business brunch but also just like what is it like in this current age to run a heart-centered business Mm-hmm. And like, what does that, what does that look like for, for you? Yes. I mentioned at the start that I, I always had an urge to do my own thing. Yes. Because I did really well in my previous career. Like one job led to the other and like on paper, it looked like my career was really flourishing, but I'm a very intuitive person and and there was always like a lump in my throat like I I felt like it wasn't me like going to meetings the the way of negotiating having to prove yourself all the time like I I didn't feel like I I was fitting in although that I could do the work like I could I could mold myself into being how I needed to be, but I'm not sure, well, now I know it was not... Your authentic self. Yes, exactly. So um, when I started Yoga Attic, it was almost like redefining my identity. And as you just described, I wanted to show up raw. I wanted, there's many times where I cried myself during an event while we were sharing and where I I speak often about what is hard in the business, in my life, like everything is pure. I try to make it as true as possible to me. And I think when you do that, you invite others to do the same. Absolutely. And that is how I see yoga brunch and business. And I think it is, if it's an event that is made to help women grow in their business, how can we not talk about the real things? 
like if everyone paints a perfect picture of their business how can you grow like how can you really help each other so i think we can do that by celebrating each other by clapping when someone is doing we don't clap often maybe we should <laughs> but by really celebrating each other's success and being willing to help each other when we need to but also like being truthful and when you are truthful you realize we're probably all going through the same things at different points and it that makes you feel so good when you realize that absolutely yeah i i think it's and this is something that comes up often in conversation especially with people who are embarking on new adventures and new mm-hmm. businesses is um this kind of you know we kind of think sometimes that everyone has it figured out yeah. and that we're alone in in not knowing what's going on or we're alone in 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 kind of making mistakes or trying things that don't pan out and i one of the things that is so beautiful about these opportunities to connect and come together in our wholeness our rawness our realness um, is really just the knowing that we are all figuring it out yes we are all figuring it out um and this invitation to be in a place of figuring it out with compassion yes and and while building support which is is just such a beautiful offering that you bring and and it for you it like it it is at the retreats and and you know when you have events showing up in in your wholeness but you also do such an incredible job of showing up online in your wholeness I was thank you watching watching your story just yesterday and yeah. <laughs> you know you were you were getting a little bit emotional and um kind of talking about because it it has been a year of transition for yes, you it's been definitely. um a year of a lot happening for you on maybe the more personal side but the yes. personal side having effects on business and how if you feel like sharing like sure. how are you caring for yourself and mm-hmm. and in this kind of perpetual quest that we're all on to find balance yes. in our lives like how does having balance for you what does that look like when it's your own home and I know you said everyone is always welcome in your home and there's so mm-hmm. much excitement I know for me, sometimes I, you know, teach teach a few classes here and I'm very small compared to what you do, but sometimes I'll be crying an hour before people show up. And, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> there's things happening in my life and I have to ground and center myself before people mm-hmm. come in. And so, you know, like what, what does this look like for you? Because there is an intimacy of having people into Definitely. your home and inviting people into your life and what's happening in your life. Um, like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, and um, so the events themselves, people see what we offer, like when you show up. But the offering an event of an event, there's so much prep and work, especially with the food that goes behind I it. I can imagine. Your food is incredible. It, Tina puts on the most incredible, like it is, you used... Oh, what, the word abundant. And I think yes. that is, like, you feel that. There is an abundance of just fresh, incredibly creative, delicious food. Yes, and I love that part. But that part is also so much physical work. And it it needs to be fresh. I think it has to be for what we want to offer. So that meals like the days are often very long. And by the time the event is finished, like especially when I started the business, I was so tired. And it did not take long for me to realize that if I wanted to be present with the people when they show up and to also be present for my family after the event was done, that I, my self-care needed to be like on point. Like if you want to run any type of business, I think it can get busy fast. And I think you need to take care of yourself, to, to care for your business, for it to succeed, and then to care for everyone around you after. 
And um, what it looks like for me is I listen a lot. Like um, right now, especially with having a baby, like I go to bed early and sleep is my number one priority before yoga, before how I eat. Like sleep is number one because if I don't sleep well, I don't function well. Uh, my my mind will not be as clear or as positive and for me that's really number one and I realize especially lately like movement is so important to me uh, I need movement is like an exit like I started three three weeks ago I should share I woke up and right now my baby is four months old, so I'm not sleeping full nights. So there's my number one that's already a bit like out of balance. But I woke up a Monday morning and I wrote about that, but I woke, I woke up a Monday morning and I was talking to my husband and I was so off. Like everything he could say I would be so negative and people don't see that part of you like you mentioned like when you're running an event but I was having such a tough day like everything was hard I was not motivated like yeah I was like painting a dark place that was like non-existent then he looked at me and he was like how would you feel about like going to the gym today like you used to love that and I hadn't done like a full guided workout in a gym since I had the baby and I was like yeah maybe I should go and I went and it was like a 45 minute thing and my whole day changed yeah and then it was just like a big reminder like wow what a I knew this but now I really felt it again and I gave myself permission to take that time and often that's the biggest issue right We think we have too much to do or we have to care for others first. And so I took that time and since then, like, I write it every week in a calendar. When I'm going to go, I make it happen. I make it a priority. And that changes my whole week. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing those, the ways that you're kind of finding self-care and, and keeping that connection yes. to yourself yeah so that is two things but also like I'm so connected to nature it is always part of my week like going for short walks it doesn't have to be complicated yeah uh, but short walks in nature like I love tea like a warm drink like really finding those small moments to nourish myself and to make myself feel good through the busy life is what makes all the difference and I make those a priority yeah yeah absolutely yeah and we've talked a little bit about that on the podcast before is like that idea of kind of like celebrating the little the little moments because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be huge but we can find these little moments like enjoying a cup of tea like taking a few really nice breaths or stepping outside as a way to come back to ourselves mm-hmm. and to, to reconnect. I would love for you to share. So I think you're doing all sorts of kind of really innovative programming that you're offering, like all sorts of incredible collaborations um, for retreats, for events. Uh, but one of the things that is really unique is this year-long program that you've created, um, the Alive program. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about that. Like, where did the inspiration come from for this? You had your first year last year. Like, what were, what kind of did people walk away with from that? And mm. what is in store for this coming year? Thank you. I'm so excited that this program will start again. I truly miss it already. I can see it on your face right now. <laughs> so uh, the Alive program, I started it with Cassandra Reinhardt, who's a good friend and yoga teacher. Cassandra and I, so the Alive, first edition of Alive was launched in 2019. But for at least a full year before that, Cassandra and I would run these new moon retreats. 
It's our most witchy event that we would host. And it's basically this idea that the new moon is the ideal time to set intentions. It is a time to slow down, to nourish our bodies and to dive inward. And we would host these retreats that where we would tap into that. We would explain people how to do a, a lunar practice and we would do these exercises uh, based on themes linked to the moon that was happening at that time and we would have different people that would come every month and then we would promote the event and other people would come some would come back but we could really see a need first to dive deeper because when you host a new event you always have to explain the concept but we wanted to keep going instead of re-explaining it every month go deep exactly and we could already see these links starting to happen with the people that would come often and we thought that was very interesting and because we were experiencing these circles where we would work on a different theme every month we were like how cool would it be if like us people could experience all of the themes and make it a cycle where people would show up every month work on a different theme save one day a month for themselves with the same group of people so that's what we did so the alive program is a retreat program where people it's a program of self-work Uh, self-discovery and again connection it is a, pr a program based on purpose I like to say that it is for people who want to dive deeper who are maybe interested in yoga and Reiki and different healing practices but it's not a program that will break down the poses it is really a program to experience and Last year, we launched the program, and on the first day, like we were 17 women, different ages, like from in school to retirement. And everyone was at different stages in their lives. And I remember that morning, people showed up, and there would always be like muffins and a little breakfast when people arrived. And everyone was so quiet. But I was like looking around knowing when you get that feeling that something really cool is about to start. I love that feeling. Yeah. And that was so clear. And everyone talked about that first morning. Yeah. Because it was just that feeling was so strong. We knew we were going to spend a year together. And so we did. And Every so nine out of the 12 retreats, there are a guest speaker. So we invite these cool people. There was one time where we had a herbalist come and we went foraging in the backyard and she showed us like how we could use. I didn't even know I would drink fennel, uh, fennel tea all the time, but I didn't know that my yard was surrounded by fennel. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> like, Things like that. And so this was a guest speaker. We had a psychic medium come one month. We had a month where it was focused on family and caring in it. There was a psychologist that came and we talked about the attachment styles and our family of origins. So there's another month where we, it was about community and we all made food together a whole afternoon for a youth homeless shelter. So it's really a program where we take every aspect of our life, we set an intention at the new moon, we work on it the whole month, we have an online program where we do check-ins, we read a book related to the theme, and then we come back the future month to check in to close on it then we introduce a new theme new activities we do yoga we reflect we discuss on these topics and I knew it would be an opportunity for growth but I did not realize at which extent I don't think 
I have ever experienced a sense of community that strong. And to give you an example, um, I found out I was pregnant one week after our first event. So my pregnancy the whole time, like the group saw me like grow into In every stage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then I had my baby. We had two retreats left. And the next one was five days after I gave birth. And the whole community got together to like help me host. Wow. And we hosted this first gathering with the baby that was five days. And if you are not part of it, that might sound a bit crazy, but it was the total opposite. It was the most warm feeling of sisterhood, of like, and it was not about all about the baby either. We had the retreat that we had planned, but it was just a completely open program that made me realize how I learned so much last year, how I'm trying to put my the word, right words, but this program, the last year, gave me, in a sense, confidence that anything, that everything will be okay. That is the easiest way to explain it because when you see throughout a year, everyone will go through different things. And when you're sharing what's happening every month and then you see the next month, everyone shows up and whatever was happening is probably resolved, then they're okay. And then someone else goes through something and someone has great news. A woman in the program shared, we walked each other through life into that year and I think that is so true because we saw births, deaths, celebrations, weddings, uh, people that were hurt in different ways but in the end it was always okay. People felt supported. It, it was just a real magical experience and I think the biggest The biggest gift is seeing that the community is ongoing. We have an online group and when we finished the program, everyone was like, there's no way we're closing this group, right? So we just kept it going and people are writing every day and like making plans. And when one of the women in the group has next week a dance recital, she's in a dance group, And I think eight of the girls are going to cheer her on. So it really has become kind of like a family. And it's really so special. And we're starting again next month with a new group. And this year, what is different is that it is offered for the full year. But I really wanted to make it more accessible as well in time. So we broke it down into four, uh, three four-month trimesters where people can join when they want to, stop when they want to, and keep going as long as they want. So that's the idea behind it. Now we had a three-month gap between the two programs, but in future years, the program will just always keep going. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. It's... um. It's so beautiful to hear you talk about it. It just, I so often think about how we all crave these opportunities for connection mm -hmm. and for community building and for family. And so often we just don't know how to get that. And there's maybe not, not those opportunities in existence. And I can just so perfectly see how, how this would be life-changing and and mm -hmm. all the people in my life like how having the chance to kind of come together in a held nourishing safe environment mm -hmm. on a monthly basis just to support one another I, I just it just makes me wish we had more of that everywhere you yeah, know like know. it's so so incredible and such a beautiful offering that you're bringing and I know that you know if If anyone is interested in learning more about this program, we'll, we'll talk in a few moments and Tina can share how to get in touch with her. But um, it truly, truly 
it sounds just like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I'd, um, we'll, we'll close in, in a few moments, but just kind of to make our way there, as you kind of look to the months and the years ahead, mm-hmm. what's making your heart sing? Like, what are you excited to be stepping into on this kind of next journey, this next chapter of Yoga Attic? I still wake up every morning excited about it. Like, I, when people say find something that makes you, like, wake up in the morning and, like, dream at night, I forget how that goes. Yeah. I totally feel that. And I think the business is evolving on its own in different ways. One thing we didn't get the chance to talk about is I also do like different like corporate offerings. Absolutely. It's more through private events where different organizations will come and maybe do a full retreat where they practice yoga, they do their yearly planning, or maybe we do workshops on different themes and and that kind of happened on its own. But I really see Yoga Addict now more as a way of life. I talked about a lot about moving slower, nourishing yourself, stepping back. And it was so interesting to see people come on a Sunday with their mom, then come back on a Wednesday for yoga brunch and business. And then I get a request for a private event that is an organization coming and I realize it is the same person. Yeah. And it is fascinating to see people show up and to notice them in their different hats, in different aspects of their life, but always experiencing more a mindful approach to doing those things. And... With this idea in mind, that's how I want Yogatic to move. I want to keep offering the branches, the more social events, but also tapping into the business side more. So this year, right now, if you look at my website, I maybe have less offerings, but it's because we're working hard behind the scenes to expand them. I want to have more business offerings, more private, catered to different groups, but also build a better structure for the experts I collaborate with and allowing them to take more space into uh, the idea, into the business. And yeah, I have so many dreams related to it. I think I definitely see the business growing a lot more while still staying small that is still so important to me I never imagined this space being packed and busy and like having someone guiding at the end of the driveway like that would be the opposite of what I dream of but I wanted to flourish and to become something else and It sounds like my plan is not structured because it is not. I want it to evolve organically and I really am a strong advocate of taking one decision at a time but making it the right decision and being open to great things that maybe we didn't think of yet. And that is already happening and I'm going to keep putting my heart into it and welcoming other people to join and to help. Yeah, I, uh, I love this idea kind of of just riding the waves of life and seeing what's offered and running it with it, with passion and with heart and seeing where it takes us. I would so love for you to share for folks who are interested in learning more about you, about Yoga Attic, how can they stay in touch with you? Thank you. So um, if you want to see our offerings, um, so from weekly classes to retreats, some we have talked about, or even if people are interested in like private events or hosting their own, you can find all those details on yogaddict.ca. If you want to hear me uh, oversharing on Instagram, I definitely do that. So it's at Yoga Attic. 
uh, I'm also on Facebook, but most of all, I, I strongly believe in meeting face to face. So if this speaks to you in any way, and if you're in the Ottawa area, I invite you to join one of our events. Even if you're not in the Ottawa yes. area, I think coming to Ottawa just to visit Yoga Attic would be 100% worth yes. it. It is such a special and beautiful space. Thank you so, so much, Tina, for joining us today. I am so grateful for you and what you're doing to, I often think about, um, you know, back, back in the day, you know, people would gather and practice yoga in their living rooms and they would sit around and drink tea afterwards. And there was such a beauty to that, that we've lost a little bit in, in kind of the current studio structure and Mm -hmm. you are just doing such beautiful work to reclaim these opportunities for connection and to bring everyone together. And I'm so grateful for you and for what you're creating and this beautiful space that has really taken on a life of its own. Thank you so much. And I'm just as grateful for you. Thanks so much for joining us today for this episode of Heart and Wonder. Tina and Yoga Attic for me truly tap into this living of heart and wonder of being open to the possibilities that are within us and around us. I so hope that if you do live nearby in the Ottawa area, you put it on your list to go and check out one of the many incredible offerings at Yoga Attic. Tina and I are chatting all sorts of collaborations, so I'll keep you posted in the months to come, ways to hang out with me there. Or you also can always reach out and we can chat about doing a private event for your workplace, your family and friends um, with me and Yoga Attic. In the meantime, I do hope you go follow Yoga Attic on Facebook and Instagram. If you're not following me in the podcast, you can find me at Megan L. Johnston. My website is meganjohnston.com and you can always sign up for the newsletter to stay in touch. We're going to be taking a break next week. I'm journeying off to Bali, so we'll have a one-week break. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday, March 17th. I hope you'll use our little break if you haven't listened to all of the other eight episodes before this one. You can go ahead, catch up. Feel free to reach out and share with me some of the takeaways from the episodes and what you'd like to see for the future. Until we meet again, keep living with heart and wonder. Thank you.